0: Hello everybody and welcome back to The Local Feed Show. My name is Akila, and our guest today is Charlotte May. Charlotte is a nutritionist, host and a presenter and a huge advocate of living a life filled with kinder and more sustainable intentions and healthy actions that leads to big results. She is very inspiring and warm and she might even be the next Jamie Oliver in Singapore. On this episode, we talked about sustainable eating and how mindfulness can help us live a healthier and happier life, living consciously through small, meaningful actions, and the importance of self-care in a busy life. Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends and subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. If this is not your first episode, We truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to these amazing stories. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Charlotte May. So welcome back to uh, another episode of the Local Feed Show. Today we have Charlotte May or Charlotte, okay, wait, hang on. Your name on your on you right now is Charlotte D. Drew. <laughs> okay, <that's, laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that, <laughs> that is, no, you just pronounced it uh, perfectly. That's actually my surname, but obviously uh, I don't use it for very clear reasons because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to remember, it's hard to spell, it's hard to pronounce. Uh, my middle name is Me, so I go with that. And also, I feel um, it's a bit more relatable in the Asian context. Ah, oh, that's that's
0: that's cool. So, so you're a host, you're also a nutritionist, and you're also a sustainability advocate. That's a lot of hats. That is really amazing. Um, me, like I am really excited to know more about you. I know Azura is and I'm pretty sure. I'll, everyone else is as well. So how about this? I've been doing a bit of stalking, but how about you? <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about yourself, you know, what you do as a host, you know, nutritionist and 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 an advocate.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for the introduction. I'm so honored to be here speaking with you two ladies. I'm so excited. Um, I must say that I really love what you guys do and you guys have had really awesome guests on your podcast channel. So it's just an honor to be one of them. Um, You are right, I do wear those main three hats that you mentioned. Um, I first started out as a nutritionist. And ever since young, I knew that I was very passionate about food and health. And I was constantly wondering about like, Oh, what will happen if I eat this? What will happen if I don't eat that? And, you know, the, the, the idea of eating well was always um, it was always commonplace at home. For example, my mom would say stuff like, okay, you know, like we're eating brown bread at home because it's high in fiber and it's healthier for you. But as a kid, I'm just like, you're just throwing around this what healthy, but what does healthy actually mean? And as a teenager growing up, you know, you read everything that's on the media that talks about body image and how to slim down and how to keep fit. And, you know, it, it started getting a bit toxic. Talk- I would say as a teenager listening to all these kind of things and I wanted once and for all to be able to discern science from fiction and so I decided why don't I just study what I'm actually truly interested in and you know part of me you know at the age when you're deciding what to study at university um, Mm -hmm. or rather in further studies you think of what kind of eventual career path that would lead you to but I told myself that that idea was a bit too stressful for me and because everyone wanted to be a lawyer and a dentist and a doctor and I was like I don't want to be any of those but I didn't know what I wanted to be so I told myself why don't you just study what you are truly interested in and hopefully that can lead you to somewhere because at the end of the day nutrition is something that would at least be relevant to myself and my family the people that I know I can care for and food is part of our everyday lives so um, I thought you know it it would still be relevant some way or another and uh, after studying uh, abroad which I'm very thankful you know to have had that opportunity uh, I came back to Singapore and I worked as a nutritionist and the world to the world of media opened up to me and and I took that path I walked through that door because You know, it's never something that I wanted to pursue, but it was, I took it as a bigger platform. It was a chance for me to speak to a wider group of people because at that time I was working as a nutritionist and I was giving a lot of public health talks. So I would, I was going to, you know, office, um, yeah, I was going to offices and giving them lunch and learn talks. So I really like that because I believe in affecting a bigger population more than just doing one-on-one consultations. And most of the time, let's be real, the people who can afford one-to-one consultations are not necessarily the people who need it the most. The people who need it the most don't have the time or the finances to do that. So I was really happy that I was infiltrating like a different community. Um, I was, you know, I spoke to... migrant workers i spoke to like aunties and uncles in in factories and i also spoke to your you know everyday white collar people sitting in the mm-hmm. office so it was really nice knowing that i could interact with all these different populations because a it gave me the opportunity to learn more about the challenges that they were facing but b it was also my chance to share with them some tips that could be helpful in their in their everyday living that they otherwise wouldn't have had access to so that was how I started off as a as a nutritionist, and when you know the doors to the the world of media opened up, I told myself, okay, you know this is this is a, an even bigger platform for me to use my voice in. So that's how that's how it all began, this whole new like host slash nutritionist thing. But I make right. it a point that even as a host or a presenter, whatever I do, you know I, I still stay true to my messaging as a nutritionist. For example unfortunately if you know a large uh fast food company approaches me and wants me to be part of their advertisement as as charlotte may the 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 presenter not charlotte may the the nutritionist i would have to turn that down because it's just not in line with what i believe in personally but also professionally
0: that's awesome that's awesome that's cool when so when did you so um let's let's track back so when did you um get into the world of hosting what was that what, what year was that
1: I think 2016, I uh, would okay. say, yeah, the latter part of it. So I took part, okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. exactly let's get to the so... real story, okay? <laughs> okay, <Because> cool. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was working as, at a, uh, as a nutritionist at this company um, that, that, you know, I, I really enjoyed, um, but I felt a bit jaded because I felt that I was doing the same old thing. Uh, I looked at my manager and I asked myself, Charlotte, is that where you want to be in five years' time? And the answer was no. I want it to be affecting more change. And uh, so I was flipping the newspapers one day and then there was this call out for this show called Eat List Star. And they were like, we're looking for the next, you know, chef presenter. And I was like, hmm, this sounds like something that I could be interested in. And because, you know, when I moved back, from the UK so I spent five years in Europe studying and working and when I came back to Singapore I had this dream I had big dreams of revolutionizing the way that people in Singapore ate and I was like you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the way people view food and blah 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 but who was I kidding you know our food is so deep seated in our culture like no one person will be able to change that and I told myself instead of wanting to change it embrace it but see how I can make it work for people and so um, I, I you know While I was overseas and studying nutrition, I also developed a love for cooking. Because I lunch, I I realized that there was a huge disconnect between chefs and nutritionists. Nutritionists can give all the healthy advice, but these people don't know how to cook. And (laughs) chefs know how to cook, but they don't know anything about health. (laughs) So I told myself, no more boring, healthy diets. I'm going to learn how to cook and see how I can work with flavors and, and nutrients at the same time. And so when I came back to Singapore, I told myself, like my, like the, the visualization I had was to be the Jamie Oliver of Singapore, the guy that revolutionizes the way people view food, view health, and the person that breaks down everything that seems complicated into doable, approachable, and accessible steps. And so when I saw this call for this show called Eat Less Star, I told myself, you know what, I'm going to try it out they so for, for people who, who don't know the show, the premise um, is basically a cooking competition. But the twist is that the, the, com- the contestants were made out of home cooks and professional chefs. So the whole idea was if you are a professional chef and you can cook well, does it mean that you can also speak well? And as a home chef, just because you're not a professional chef doesn't mean you can cook as well as them. So, the, the the two key ideas was being able to speak well, present yourself well, be entertaining, but also be able to cook. And I tell you, ladies, I was shitting in my pants halfway through. Because at first we start. okay, first of all, when they said, oh, you got, you, you got shortlisted to be the top 20, I was like, who are they talking about? Like, you know, they we're talking about, you know, this is regional, okay, like chefs and everything. But okay, like, you know, it's TV, so we have to give and take, take a pinch of salt all you know, um, so when I when I got to the Top 20, I told myself, let's just go have fun. You know, and I was hanging out with all the home chefs. Cause I was like, I'm so intimidated by all these professional chefs. By the time I was episode seven, I was the only home chef left, and I was like, what am I doing here? But I told myself very very clearly before joining the show that I'm gonna go in with a message that healthy food can be tasty and tasty food can be healthy, and I stuck through that. And I told myself, if I get kicked out because my healthy dish is not tasty enough, then so be it. Or, you know, if I get kicked out because healthy food is too boring or too unsexy, then that's fine. But one thing that is very important to me is to stick to my mission. And that I did. Um, I didn't win, which is completely fine. And I don't even think I You know, if if they made me like, first place, I would be like, nope, redraw. This is K-Long. This is wrong, you know. <laughs> I, I cannot win a professional chef. I mean, I came in second place, which I'm very thankful for. Um, wow, that okay. Was what, that was what opened up a lot of doors. Um, thank you for the clap, Masura, Chef Mazura. <laughs> uh, so awesome. I would say that, you know, on, <laughs> on, on most days, I'm like, what am I cooking? I mean, I love cooking. But the pressure is on when you're cooking for a certain kind of, like, Occasion or for someone, because uh, then you overthink it. But it it really instilled a lot of confidence in me that I I can do what I do. So thankfully, that opportunity opened up a lot of doors in the media. Um, people realized I really love to talk, uh, and I love to talk about food. So <laughs> just put a camera, and I can and I can just talk about food. So um, and, and I must say that there has been a growing interest not only in just food but healthy food. So. Uh, I'm I'm
0: I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, that is so awesome. That's such a cool story. It's like <laughs> I know as a, as a chef, right? And then you know I talk about nutrition, so it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah. You guys are the perfect pair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Oh, uh, awesome. All right. So I'm. I, so now where where where's so what what do you do now in terms of hosting and stuff like. Are you still doing it?
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, we're talking COVID times now, so it's still very new yeah. to me. But, you know, ladies, like, I am so thankful for the opportunities that come through my door, despite all the changes that we have gone through. Um, it, you know, it has been very uncertain, but on days that I open my inbox and I still see inquiries from clients, I, I feel very, very thankful for them. Um, and it's beautiful to see how people are pivoting and getting creative with how they can, you know, get with the times. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I am hosting a lot of virtual events, actually, uh, virtual Mm -hmm. press briefings or virtual launches for those that client works. Um, but also a lot more people now are interested in me doing like IG live content, talking about nutrition and health and, you know, like, I don't know about you, Akilah, but (laughs) <laughs> Prior to COVID, it was only a small section of people that were actually truly interested in nutrition. The thing about nutrition and health is that people are just living life, you know, enjoying whatever they want to enjoy. But when shit hits the fan, when you get your high blood pressure, when you get your mm-hmm. high cholesterol, then you're like, shit, what should I do? But the yeah. important thing about health is that it's, it's, it's a long game. It's not a switch,
2: it's yeah. something
1: that you have to, con- it's, 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 it's uh, their lifestyle habits that you just have to incorporate into your lifestyle, you know, consistently. Um, and now with COVID, everyone's thinking about immunity and all that kind of thing. So people want to hear about how they can make their food work for them. So I've been getting a lot of inquiries with regard to that. So I've been hosting a lot more Instagram live, uh, around the topic of food, health, lifestyle. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's mainly what I've been doing as, as a host, but it's nice that people are coming to me as a host nutritionist, not just a host, so 100%. it's nice to know that there's that kind of like that sets me apart from other hosts out there. Yeah. So I, I know I know my niche brand. It's very niche so not everyone will find it, you know, relatable or like relevant, but For sure. um yeah.
0: That's awesome. So th- that's the thing. I, I I completely agree with this whole like covid thing. I think people are a little bit more aware. and it it I mean, it's weird because I'm also a strength and conditioning coach, right? So I do both the strength and also um, the nutrition. So people are a little bit more like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do at home? You know, I don't want to be like, you know, just not going out and i not moving and stuff like that. And there's people a little bit more aware, but does that, how do you, how does that make you feel though? Like as a nutritionist, right? How does it make you feel that, okay, um, there will be people that comes to you and be like, okay, I'm not going to think about nutrition. It's just something that's very, very far um away until something bad happens to me how does that make you feel and how do you actually deal with it
1: i mean i think it is very normal to feel that way uh especially when you're not very um when you don't know a lot about the topic i feel the same way i mean this is so applicable to so many things for example like uh let's just talk about okay i is it's very silly you know example but let's say you know, when we when we shower as ladies, we drop a lot of hair, right? And the, the hair just goes down the sink. And you, I mean, down the drain. You're meant to, to clear up the drain every once in a while. But because, you know, the drain doesn't choke up, so it's okay. I'll just let my hair go down <laughs> until the thing freaking chokes up. And then I'm like, call the plumber. That's oh my true. God, you know, this happens, that happens. <laughs> like, like, how do I actually undo this choke? So it's a... Sorry, it's true like lame kind of <laughs> no, like analogy. A good analogy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I feel like it gets the message across. So that unfortunately it's 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 the norm to think of that way, especially because in Singapore with such great food around, we don't want to feel guilty about eating something that we enjoy. So my message to these people is to learn how to achieve a balance. Learn how to learn that you can have your cake and eat it too, but there are some compromises that you will have to, to make and if mm. you plan far ahead in time the compromises don't have to suck they don't have to make you feel that you know like you, you won't have to dread these compromises um, and it's about starting early and that's why I believe that it's all about education I feel that we are not educated enough in our early years in the Singaporean school system to learn about health and nutrition I think we learn like everything in the textbook but nothing that we can apply in our daily lives. And I think that's where it's important. So to people who feel like, oh, you know, I'm fine, I'm healthy, so I don't have to care about nutrition and I can eat whatever I want. You know, don't be so complacent. Life is more fragile than you think it is. So, you know, and and treat your body body right to make it work for you. Awesome,
2: cool,
0: great. I think I'm gonna just focus, uh, talk about sustainability, Zura. You- no, I, I just
2: wanna. I just wanna kind of like because we had this conversation, right, Akila, and then I kind yeah. of like mentioned to you that um, it's people really like what you mentioned, Charlotte. Like people don't really realize that health is something that they they've got to kind of like take care of. It's it's something something that we always overlook, because it's not something that is, it doesn't have, that we don't fall sick every day, correct? Mm -hmm. So, it's at the back of our mind, like you, when you mentioned like the COVID, ever since the COVID-19, people are starting to be like, you know, uh, aware of what, how important health is, it's, it's just, it it just baffles me in a sense that because I'm an athlete, because we, we, I mean, very different from like everyday people in the sense that we have like nutritionists, like you guys, like the two, of the, the, the the two of you ladies, right? And all we do is sometimes we do forget to kind of like if we need to take care of the food is the the food is a temple, right? In that sense, right? The body, people, the sorry, body sorry. is a temple. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> i am just thinking about food. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll just about, Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I I haven't eaten. So okay, so yes, the body is a temple, which sometimes we kind of like forget. People do sometimes find that nutrition, food and nutrition are a bit of some, uh, I, I wouldn't say cliche in a sense, but um, it's not important. It's not an important factor to take, not, to take note of because it's just, you know, people don't think it's like working out. I, I'm just thinking like, okay, I'll just work out to just work, work my body or whatever, right? But we don't think about the, the intake that we, it doesn't, yeah. we feel that sometimes it doesn't have a big, big important factor to it. Right? Mm, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. what, what would the two of you kind of like, I don't know.
1: If, if I may add to that yeah. um, sure. and, 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 and Akilah, let me know all your thoughts on this as well. You know, a lot of people think that they can out- outrun a bad diet. When someone has an unhealthy meal, it's okay to have unhealthy meals first of all. But, you know, let's just talk about several unhealthy meals. People think, oh, it's okay because I'm I run anyway. Oh, it's okay because I exercise anyway. Sure, when you exercise, you're burning off the calories, but you're not burning off the negative effects it can have on your ha- on your heart, on your you know different organs in your body. And I think that is what we need to change. People thinking that oh, exercise is, it's kind of like
2: exercise will just like wipe everything clean, mm. give you a clean slate. But it's mm. not true. Yeah. Okay, so what would you? Sorry, guys, I'm just sorry, Liz. I'm just you know thinking at all my head. So what would you as nutritionist, right? suggest in that sense because I feel that a lot of people do that as in they eat and then they know that oh they're gonna work it out anyway so it's gonna like kind of like burn off. So what would you suggest or what would you kind of like recommend in that sense where we where they can because it's quite tedious, you know, to always to keep track of what you eat, right? I mean like the things that the intake and all that. For like everyday people, what would you kind of like suggest or share with them like how can they maintain a healthy Lifestyle You know Healthy lifestyle I don't know What, what, what mm-hmm. would you What's the better term for that
1: Nikita I've been speaking a lot You would Like please Go ahead first so, I
0: think um, I guess I just Kind of reflecting it That um, I've met personally A few people Who Who uses exercise As a means to eat more I'm Not sure about you Charlotte But do you Do you see yourself Like have you Have you spoken to This yeah. group of people Where you know You're kind of like Oh I'm exercising So you know what I'm gonna just eat whatever I want. So or like they say I'm
1: because I'm gonna have a bigger meal later, let me just exercise first. Almost as if to like make that calorie deficit, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I guess
0: I mean um, as professionals I feel like uh, firstly they I guess people again it, it comes down to like what Charlotte say, right? It's education. They they don't know. Most most people don't don't know that you know you don't use nutrition Or food as like you know a reason. I mean, or exercise as a reason that you know you can eat more and stuff like that. So, at the end of the day, it's really a lifestyle. I feel a lot of people do not understand that nutrition is also as important, or even more important than exercise itself. Even as athletes, and I'm sure you can understand this or even agree agree with me with this, right, Azura? Like you know, like as an athlete, the nutrition that you eat pre-competition and post-competition is so important in in your recovery in how you perform during the during the competition itself so yeah I think it's I feel like it's something that a lot needs to be done in terms of educating our community especially in you know around Asia but yeah I I mean I want to hear your thoughts Charlotte What, what, what do you feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely echo your sentiments about education. But, you know, if I may, I just want to really touch on something that you you mentioned, Azura. Um, You said that it's very tedious for us to constantly keep note of what we're eating, etc. And I think that is something that I really want to get out of people's minds. I don't want people to think that they have to keep a food diary or they have to constantly count calories. That is, we're not meant to live that way, guys. Mm. You know, that that's going to make you hate food and that's going to make you have a disordered way of eating. It's not eating disorder, but a disordered way of eating. And Mm. we end up getting so occupied with food that we're no longer, you know, I think if we just stop thinking about food and health, we can be so much more uh, productive in our lives. Because we are constantly on this cycle of what am I going to eat next? Then I eat something. Then I eat something else. Then after that, I feel guilty. So my next meal, I'm not going to eat this something so that I can make up for the thing that I had that made me felt guilty. Like, oh my gosh, we need to chill out. And like, one thing I believe in, (laughs) one thing I believe in is intuitive eating to listen to your body. If you're hungry, eat. If you're not hungry, it's okay, don't eat, you know? And I think we have lost this ability to understand what to hear our body, to to listen to what our body is trying to tell us. Um, You know, if we think about babies, they cry when they're hungry and you put milk in their mouth, they push the milk away when they're full these are things, these are actions that we have forgotten to do as adults. As adults, we are full, but we still constantly eat because people around us are eating because we're not listening to our bodies. You know, we are, we are, um, everything is so externally referenced now that we don't like, we're not feeling our internal senses, so to speak. Um, but also in terms of my tips with regard to that, for people who feel very overwhelmed, um, about taking charge of their lifestyle is that it's, it's Honestly, it's actually very simple, very basic. is very boring. But but people, because it's boring, people don't want to listen to it because it just sounds like what your mom told you when you were young, which is eat your vegetables, you know, um, just like, yeah, eat your vegetable. don't eat chicken skin, you know, like very basic stuff. But I don't believe in rules. For me, my principle that I share with people, and most of the time it has worked, is the 80-20 Principle. Basically, you eat well 80% of the time, unpackaged, unprocessed, fresh food. You know where it comes from. You know the ingredients that go in. And 20% of the time, you give in to your vices because we are humans after all. When we feed ourselves, we're not necessarily just eating so that we can feel full. We're feeding our souls, we're feeding our eyes, not just our stomachs. And so, if you want to go have the ice cream, go have it. But this is the importance of 80 20. You choose what goes into your 20, you choose your battles. Like, for example, if I'm sitting there on the table, it's like, I don't know, let's say it's, okay, the, the, the dumpling festival is coming up in Singapore, right? The Chinese dumpling. Let's say, you know, I'm meeting with friends, which I obviously wouldn't at this time, but I'm meeting with friends and then there's, you know, these dumplings on the table. I don't necessarily like dumplings, but okay, well, since everyone's eating, I just eat. For so what? <laughs> I like, you know, why am I eating something for the sake of eating it? I think that is yeah. where we need to stop. We need to choose our battles, like, carefully and and the moment you do that you don't need to count calories because you know what your body needs you know what your body likes and you're not taking in any excess that you don't any excess that you don't need i hope yeah. this makes sense
2: yeah it makes it it, it, it totally <laughs> it makes, makes sense. sense yeah i said, i guess yeah. yeah i guess i mean okay so i uh, uh, to add on to what you say i, I feel that sometimes you got to, because for us, right, like uh, for, I mean, for when we, do, when we are having our trainings, what we do is, we have cheat meals, right? I know it won't work for everybody, but I feel that it works. It, you kind of have to find your own balance in that sense. Some, some work for you, some doesn't. Like for example, for, for me, I know that like, you know, uh, the cheat meal, I mean, we call it cheat meals, is that we don't eat doing training like five days a week. We we, we don't eat, we train, whatever. We, we take the 80%, the 20%, I will leave it for the weekend. And then, that's okay. That's that works for me. But some people, yeah, would, you know, just yeah. So it's I I feel it's also that they have to kind of listen to their body, like you mentioned, and adopt whatever fits best for them, right? Because there's no, there's not really one solution fits all, right? Not yeah. at all. And
1: that and that is a general rule that we are all different. And you know, Azra, for you because you're an athlete, you know why you're doing the. Five days straight dieting And two days of cheat meal That makes sense in your head But I feel that a lot of people Who are your everyday white collar You know, go to Do their 9 to 5 mm-hmm. job Sit at the desk Hate their life That kind of thing <laughs> Like, for them to do The whole <laughs> strict eating For five days yeah, and, 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 and and cheat meal for two days It sucks even more And that plays in their mind Because for them They're gonna Like, the Monday to Friday Is gonna be like Oh my god, this sucks You know, I'm so sleepy yeah, And I need to eat this like you know, straight meal And then, oh, you know, on the weekends They go nuts And that, yeah, is, yeah. that isn't good for their metabolism You're mm-hmm. shocking your body Your body doesn't understand what's going on So for these people I mean, again, I want to preface all of this By saying mm-hmm. everyone's different So choose what works for you But yes. don't play with your mind like that You know, don't, don't torture yourself And then after that, go crazy Why don't you just keep a balance? Isn't that easier? Isn't that, mm-hmm. you know, a bit more calm on your mind as well? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually
0: gonna ask you. I mean, um, yeah, th- that makes a lot of sense because for most people, like most white-collar people, who you know goes to work and hate their jobs, you know, that and this whole mindful eating thing, it's, it's okay. I'll be so honest. Maybe this mindful eating thing is not something that is very common. Like again, not many people knows how to eat mindfully, and 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 you know, what does that even mean? How do mm-hmm. you how do you start teaching? this white collar people though like you know you mentioned balance it all right so how does that work for someone who is already stressed out in their job and then starting to trying to eat healthy
1: You know, honestly, take small steps. If you're making a change in your lifestyle, as with anything, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this when we get to sustainability as well, but it's about making small changes. Pick the low hanging fruits first. You know, if it's as simple, and and this is something else, I tell people, instead of thinking of what to remove from your diet, what to avoid, why don't you think of what you can add into your diet? That's a more positive and approachable uh, step to take. Maybe you can add more vegetables. You know, maybe you can add more high fiber food. Then you can think about what can you let go of. Maybe, okay, I won't have so much fried food, you know, on a daily basis, for example. Uh, or maybe, okay, I will only have, you know, if you're someone that wants dessert after every meal, maybe one meal, your dessert will be a bit more fruit-based. Why don't you add a bit more fruit. And then the next one, if you want to have your ice cream, go have your ice cream. There's nothing wrong with it. So I think this is something that people have to understand. Don't beat yourself up over it. Small steps. And as humans, it takes, what what is the number, like 14 days to build habits or something like that. Mm. Um, and so just just keep doing it and, you know, forgive yourself. It's okay if, you know, one day you slip up. It's fine. And if you go to a social situations, you party a bit, that's also okay. That's life, you know? So that's why I'm pe- for people who go on diets. I'm like, how long are you going to go on this diet for? Just save your money, save your stress, and just eat normally. It's okay. Your body will normalize it. Self.
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a very good point. I want to ask something um, a bit more um, in relation to um I guess weight loss. do you feel like this mindful eating thing and you know like changing slowly and stuff like that does it fit your weight loss clients or like well, how how are your clients like right now like are they what are, what are they like
1: okay, to be really honest, I don't take on clients who want to lose weight because okay. um I mean, okay. Also, because okay, I, I honestly, I just generally don't get a lot of people who come to me who want to lose weight because of the messaging I put out. I guess for me, mm-hmm. it's a lot about um, changing lifestyle habits. So, a lot for a lot of my clients, it's about education. I teach them how to read a nutrition label. I teach them how to shop at the supermarket. I teach them how to cook. Because if I just give you a fixed meal plan, what are you gonna do about it once I stop giving you the meal plan? Or if I tell you to buy, you know, chicken, broccoli, whatever, milk, yogurt, you go to the supermarket, but you're buying all the wrong things. So there's that disconnect there. So in that sense, I don't really deal with weight loss clients or rather I say, I'm not going to help you with your weight loss, but with what I'm going to teach you, you're naturally going to see your weight go down if you pair that up with like exercise and sleep and everything. So um what was your question again? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> How this lifestyle, you know, habits like mindfulness, you know, linked to weight loss. But I just wanted to know as well, like who, 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 who are your clients as well? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I feel that generally, if you have a good baseline, you will, a, a few things are going to happen. Your, your, your body will naturally normalize. But number two, you're going to love your body more and you're going to realize that this is me. And one thing that people, I feel that people do not understand is that we are all born We're all born with a certain body type. Not all of us can be slim. Not all of us can be six thin. You're born with hips. You're going to live with those hips no matter how much you exercise, you know? So embrace your body. And and, and people are going to, like, serial dietists always say this. I realize that every time I stop the diet, I tend to go back to the same weight. Because that's the weight that you're meant to be at. Everyone has their own baseline. And you know, it's it's. I blame the media for making us think that we all need to be slim. What's wrong with being a bit round? What's wrong with being a bit fun It's completely fine. And as women, in fact, we need to have a little bit more fat around our abdomen because we are naturally made to eventually carry babies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's it's these kind of things that I feel that people forget and then they beat themselves up up about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a thing la with weight loss. If you if you have to lose it because of health reasons, I understand if you're obese, yes. But let's not forget that, like, why are you losing weight? Is it yeah. to look good, to look mm. slim? Or yeah. because you're, you, you want to bring down your, your high cholesterol levels, for example? Yeah, that's such a good point, though.
0: I think that's it's, it's a lot that needs to be done. Like, you know, when people think like they want to lose weight because they look ugly and stuff, I guess that links to you know self love it links to
1: yeah you know,
0: how much you really like your body right I and mean, if you don't like your body when you're overweight there's no way you're going to like it even when you're slim i exactly. think that's my that's my take like, like no, really.
1: no, you 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 bring up a very good point because you don't want to only love yourself when you're slim because yeah. that says a lot and it's funny because sometimes as a nutritionist i feel like it has become like therapy <laughs> like self love therapy, body love, you know self acceptance.
2: Not so much about the food anymore. <laughs> I think it's all interconnected. I feel like right? everything is. It, I mean, it's just the holistic, holistic thing approach of everything. I guess as a human being, as a living being. I don't know. It's just me.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. I'm glad like we are like you know. We're, we're so alive. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, still so alive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 okay. So, right. okay Okay. so we're gonna because uh, you know i uh, just you're, you're such a talented so i know that you're such a talented so we have a lot of like different you wear a lot of hats right so now we're gonna kind of like touch a bit on sustainability yay, yay. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um how do you get started on that charlotte i mean i think i yeah okay if you mm. could share with us how do you get started with that
1: yeah, this is a very interesting question, and I feel that in every interview that I've done uh, about sustainability or environmentalism, they have asked me that question, and, you know, fair enough, because this is a very new conversation in a lot of our lives, but truth be told, it was never something that I decided to, like, take on, or I decided to make change about, because, you know, I, I'm very thankful. My, my my father has always been, the, okay, the word sustainability never existed, but the habits were ingrained in me since I was young. Since I was young, we, my dad would always remind me take a handkerchief before you leave the house because he didn't want me to use tissues. As a kid, I thought that's gross, you know. Um, when we ate at home, we have table napkins. We don't we don't use tissues. Um, whenever, since young, whenever we shopped outside, my dad sometimes he would just pull out a plastic bag from his pocket and he would just tell the lady it's okay. i have my own plastic bag. Just reuse it. Um, we like my dad. You know, he, he worked in, um, he, How should I say? Okay, he was a businessman uh, where appearances were very important, but he was using the same work bag that was like tatted and torn because to him, it's so functional. You know, I still remember whenever my dad cut papaya in the morning, he squeezed the calamansi juice. He would take the, the skin and rub it on his forehead and he would say, shout this is natural exfoliant. When you grow up to be a woman, do this as well. Don't spend your money on facial <laughs> scrubs. Just things like that. And so, and, and I was taught that ugly food, ugly food was cool food. Mm. Like when you saw it like bruised on that strawberry, yo man, that strawberry is cool. Like it's, so it's a narrative that was built. Around Mm -hmm. these things As a kid And it was only When I started Going to school And hanging out With other kids That were a bit more Sensitive about these things Then I was like Hey actually yeah How come like How come we're so weird At home you know Like (laughs) why do we do All these things Um, So again Long story short These were things That I just grew up With naturally To be aware Of my surroundings And one thing I remember And I did not like This at all As a kid Whenever I went out Into public with my dad And we saw trash On the floor He would say Pick that up And I always say Pick that up for what? Not, not my trash. And my dad said, yeah, but it's your responsibility. It's a space that we all share. If someone dropped it, never mind. You pick it up and you put it in the bin. So, you know, I always thought that these were just like my dad's my dad's way of teaching me to be a better human being. But actually, mm-hmm. it, it ties into the message of sustainability and being mindful about your surroundings and, and the space that you take up. And we are responsible for our trash. We are responsible for things that we purchase, you know, where we spend our money, these things are are all interconnected, and 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 you know, sustainability is not just a green word that's thrown around. It's not just that plastic bag that you reuse. It's not that straw that you put in your bag. It's way more than that. Mm-hmm. And I know I am now not really answering your question, but yes, that 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 <laughs> that's my sustainability journey. I think you did. I think it did. That's <laughs> you scary. did. That is heavy. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, you you just you just covered like I had like a, a few questions, but then you've answered them all. <laughs> no, okay, I'm kidding. Okay, so I I I mean that that's a, that's a beautiful thing. I feel that's why I kind of can um that's partly one of the reason why I felt that that I wanted to reach out to you because um you know okay don't take this the wrong way but there's a lot because right now sustainability green and all that right is trending right. It's 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 a conversation that is happening because again right uh when uh, shit hits the fan everybody is like Wah! <laughs> right when but it shouldn't be a trend okay looking at the situation right now right if talking about COVID nineteen the pandemic right people talk about uh, bringing your own because right now we can't sit in right we have mm-hmm. to take out a takeaway and all that then it goes back to okay so now everybody is ordering and then there's more rubbish and all that but i feel this the word sustainability like you've actually mentioned before it's it's it shouldn't be a trend it should be a conscious again we're talking about education right in a sense that you guys are talking about nutrition uh about educating for nutrition and food how important it is right i think sustainability also it's it's that bit of of it's as important i guess right so how do you, how did you kind of like, because it's innate to you, right? Sorry, I'm going to kind of refer to Akila for a while. Because it's innate to you, because you have been, um, your dad has kind of like done these practices and then people find it weird. I mean I, I I get the same reaction. People find me weird for doing the things like, you know, like same thing. My dad would bring handkerchief and he would ask us to bring handkerchief to secondary school, primary school. People are like, dude, weirdo <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah. Yeah. How can for? you how can you really? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's I it it happens and people call us weirdo and all that, but I feel that Okay I'm going to question I'm going to ask this to Akila because it's okay. in to you uh, yeah. Charlotte yeah. so I guess it's really something you practice how would you kind of like take this in that sense approach the little steps I, I know you're taking little steps but so what would you how would you how would you now knowing the situation of how the earth and all that is how would you kind of take action in that sense Akila Okay. And okay. I'll, I'll this,
0: is, this is weird, right? Because I wasn't raised like that. Like, you know, okay. So my family is totally opposite, right? You know what? Here you go. Tissue packs, right? All the time. You know, it's like, it's very, it's, it's, it's really cool. That's why when you, when you share that story, Charlotte, and you know, I, I mean, I've been working with Zura for years, right? It's like, it's very different. It's like a very different way of thinking, which is, it, I think that's the thing, right? Because in order for you to kind of change the way you live you need to somehow surround yourself around people who are already doing it people that knows how to do it and and don't need to know everything but you know making small changes and stuff like that so it's not innate in me but it is something that makes me think like i feel it's the same as like nutrition, you know, that very first step is that awareness thing. Like you're aware that, okay, I need to change my ways. I need to do something about how I'm living my life uh, because of, you know, how we're affecting the environment and so on. Um, and then you just educate. And I think that's the education bit, which is something I, I can't speak about it because I don't know so much about it. Like I can't be like, um, you know, this is what you need to do. But I feel like everyone has a role to play, even for myself. Um, even though I, I wasn't raised in that kind of household being Taking small changes I feel will leave a big impact to everyone That's kind of but seeing but what, yeah. what
2: would kind of like convince you I mean it's not about convincing right But what would kind of like make you um, Like if, if uh, there are people who are not like innate about I mean something that they don't practice every day What would kind of like let you want to kind of make that first step That first take
0: on. So for for myself, is it or like or is it for someone? Okay, I think for it's me, for it's someone. really about just if if it's for someone else. I mean, for me, okay, I think for me, like it's just being like super real. You just gotta step back and see, like, oh my god, what's happening with the world? It's just more mm-hmm. of like you know being aware of your surroundings. You know, things okay. are changing. You know, we are we are we we're, we're affected. Like you know, the entire earth is affected, even prior to this COVID thing. You know, if like. Prior to this, you know, we, we've had, um, I was, I, I grew up in Australia for like 10 years and we've had the worst summers, you know, our summer is like 45 degrees and it's just, you know, things like this just makes you question and you just somehow learn that way. But I guess for someone else, if there is someone around in my, in my social circle who is still kind of ignorant about this, about, you know, <laughs> straws and, 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 and and takeaways like plastic and stuff like that. Then I guess it just, to me, I think it's just, you know, leading by example. It's just more of like, hey, you know what? Ooh, you know, come on, let's let's, let's do this. Like, you know, just, <laughs> just, geo them la, like, you know, hey, don't like, you know, let's bring a, <laughs> a glass container or whatever. You know, it's just um, something like that. But it's okay. a work in progress la. I would say that it's something that you really need to be conscious of because sometimes you forget. Like, like for me, it's like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't use that straw because, you know, you'll forget. And it's not Because it's not in me You just need to really Constantly Remember Like remind yourself
2: mm-hmm. How would How would you tackle this uh, Charlotte I mean I'm sure There there has been like You know those naysayers And someone who Keeps saying that One person won't make a difference Right So how would yeah. you
1: um, You know just, just actually going back to Like the conversation You were having with Kila I think a lot of people The one thing that would Sort of change their mind To take on a habit that you know, wasn't part of their life before is if they knew how easy it was, number one, but also number two, to realize how impactful that can be. I think if someone constantly drinks, like, let's say you constantly order, like, you know, like your tea in the, in the styrofoam cup every day, you're like, oh, it's one cup one day? is fine. what? But if you actually show them in one whole year, a picture of the number of cups that they use and that those cups have nowhere to go, but be burnt in a landfill or land up in the ocean, then they may go, oh shit because i think the issue with us in singapore is that we are so far removed from these issues the moment we put trash in the bin it's like bye-bye not my responsibility Mm -hmm. not my problem you know but that's not true and i think if we actually go out to nature to the oceans a little bit more and we can actually do it here in singapore i remember i went to coney island once and then i saw the waters and i was like what is all this trash here and And it even hit me personally as someone who cares about this topic. I was like, oh crap, I actually never thought about what our water systems look like. And I think if more people had seen that, they will realize that they ought to, number one, reduce the amount of single-use objects that they use, but also number two, dispose of them properly. Um, So I think if you can, and and, and a lot of people, they look to people, uh, a, a lot of individuals look to like the environmentalism community as like, oh, you know, because they have like, I don't know, they have the knowledge or they have the privilege to do so or whatever it is. A lot of people, the moment they don't know, they don't care. Same thing with the migrant worker situation. Same thing with racism. Just because you don't know how to talk about it doesn't mean that you can shun it away. It is still going to be there. So confront it. And people in Singapore need to be okay with saying, I don't know, teach me. Everything's yeah we are we want to know everything we want to show up that we know everything it's okay to not know and it's okay to sit down shut up and listen i mean sorry it's a bit like intense like what i'm saying right now because it it, 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 it connects to a lot of different things that are happening globally right now mm. and if yeah. you could just see how simple it is to take on um or to change a habit in your lifestyle then i think yeah it will be easier to incorporate that. And I, you know, exactly like what Akilah uh, said, is monkey see, monkey do. I believe in mm. showing people, not telling. So mm-hmm. a lot of the people around me, it frustrates me sometimes when I see my friends do certain things that I feel um, leave, a, leave a negative impact on the world and it's a small step that they can actually take to not make that impact. Like for example, let's say I go to Watson to their friend, she buys Senadol and they give it to her plastic bag, she takes the plastic bag. Um... I have to bite on my tongue so many times, and because I know I I can so easily say, hey, "Yo, you really need that bag or not?" But instead of being that person, I just tell myself it's okay. Respect people's journeys. If if you know that that friend is open to you telling them to like to remind them not to take mm-hmm. it, then I will say something. But if not, I lead by example. The next time I buy something, I will say, "Hey, actually, no, thank you. I don't need the bag." And slowly but surely, people will really start to learn. And honestly. I, I noticed because of the feedback my friends have told me, a lot of them, and this will take months or even years down the line, they will say, oh, actually, no, you know, I started doing this because I remember, you know, you were always talking about it on your stories yeah. or like, I saw you doing it once. So these things add up. And I think you just have to trust that people are on different, um, different. Uh, we're all on the same journey, but we're on we're at different junctures of it. Uh, but also to tell people, please don't take your time because like we're in a shit storm right now. I don't care about your reusable bag or your straws anymore. We need to make bigger changes in our yeah. lives.
2: I guess yeah, that resonates with me. I guess it's it's the same thing as in you cannot uh, put put such pressure on them because they'll hate it even more. Yeah. So that's why I, uh, when you mention it will take months or years, it's I mean I think I've been doing this for more than like ten years and. The conversations that I have right now, most of my rugby mates, right, they're like, okay, Azra is here, uh, Captain Planet, okay, so far, like, <laughs> low hair out there, yeah. right? That they will bring like reusable chopsticks because you know it's it's to me it's about having the conversations. I think having the conversations is important. It's not getting in that person's face, right? To like, hey, yes. you know, you shouldn't take that and leading by example. That's that's very true. I think that's that's something that I think that's why some people. I mean, I I have friends who are like environmentalists, and I have some friends who are like they feel that it's just too in your face, and they they don't you know they don't don't really like that kind of vibe. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, we like you said Everyone's at different phases of their life But yeah, so it's about having that conversation Which is important Yeah, beautifully said and,
1: Ch- Yeah, Ch- and, and you know, you're right about people not liking You know, these things to be in their face Because as human beings We don't like to be made to feel guilty We don't like to be made to feel that we're doing something wrong mm-hmm. So, you know, it it has to be If you want to say something may, Say it as a suggestion Don't mm-hmm. Don't impose And I think this is where like the vegan community, I think, have gotten a lot of slack because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, 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 people tend to have that impression of them, which is very, very false. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the past, I would say in the past four or five years, I've seen, um, these environmentalists or these kind of like, you know, uh, activists kind of change their messaging because they realize that it's just not getting through to people mm-hmm. if you come across very intensely. So, like what you said about the low hay, sometimes, it's not that they don't care, but sometimes they're just not aware. If you tell them, mm-hmm. huh, really, uh, everyone, you want to, you want to use the wooden chopstick in then after they throw away. Hey, what about like someone bring chops, like reusable chops? Then you will be like, oh yeah, actually, uh, why didn't we think of that? You know, so sometimes you just have to like yeah. ease all your way in in a very friendly manner. <laughs> oh, you know. What about,
0: yeah. It's true, it's true. And yeah, I, gotta, yeah,
1: yeah. I, gotta, I gotta
0: also add in here because, you know, um, again, like Azura, like, you know, whenever we meet up and then we go get coffee and stuff like that, right? It's just, it's just simple things like that. And it's literally like, hey, when I see Azura, like with her, with her Tumblr and oh, no. stuff, right? No, it's 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 amazing because it, it, it changed me, you see. It's like, you know, we were to COVID, right? Like, you know, we meet up or something. That's just, it's amazing because it's now in me, right? Now, like, if I go out and get coffee, right, I will always bring, like, a, a tumbler. So, it's a, yeah. it's, it's definitely, it's true about the whole, like, you know, we, we are all in the same journey, it's just that we're in different junctions. Yeah. And it, I think that's and, and very think important it, to know.
1: Exactly. And I think it's important for people who are not so educated in the, in the journey to know that. Because I don't know if mm. this happens to you, you're but, mm-hmm. well, wow, I hate it, you know, when I meet up with friends and I can't. The stress that they go through Because they know that I'm there They're like Shit I I didn't bring my usable bottle I'm like Guys it's so fake You're not doing it for me Like someone once said Oh um, uh, Someone wished me Happy birthday once And wow This one really insulted me They said Oh happy birthday Blah 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 I wish that you you know, Get everything you want Blah 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 And that people will be A bit more friendly To the environment For your sake I'm like Honey For what? my sake Please, I don't want anyone doing this for me. If wow. you're doing this for me, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're not yeah. doing this for image, you know. You're doing yeah. this because you truly care about the world. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I mean yeah. I do get that. I do get <laughs> that. But I I like you, Charlotte, I always say don't stress. I mean you know people yeah. forget sometimes. Don't stress. I sometimes feel stressed when they're stressed. And then it's like, you know, I always tell them, hey, it's okay. I mean, like you say, right? I mean I feel that at least right there are moments where um doing something is better than doing nothing you know they, they do make an effort even when i'm around when i'm not around you it, it shouldn't be about me it shouldn't be about us it should be about you know mother earth you know that is the whole that we are living in that is something that we should never take for granted right so it's it's but they are doing something is maybe not a hundred percent but at least they're doing it like maybe twenty percent is better than doing nothing at all so to me, it's a it's a win win situation, you know. It's it's slowly, slowly. It's a it's a slow progress. You're right, but the world is, you know, you know, it's getting worse. But at least they're aware of that. It's not because it's not because it's a trend that they're following it, but because they know the real reason why they're doing it. They have to know the they have it has to be in. I don't know what's that word. It they have to be they have to be the ones that accept it, not just because mm-hmm. of the trend that's just on the surface. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean. And yeah. you know you you're so right about doing something is better than doing nothing. And oh, I almost feel like
1: if someone just goes, "Oh crap, didn't bring my bottle," I think that's a win because at least you're aware of it, yeah. you know. Oh, and then right. one day you will leave the house and go, "Hey, wait, let me go bring my bottle." Yeah.
2: You know, you feel naked without it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. I think there's okay.
0: a that's a really cool overlap as well. Like you know, with what you're doing, Charlotte, with nutrition and also the sustainability bit. I feel like it's yeah. something is better than nothing, and I think that statement itself applies to nutrition it's like yeah you know absolutely. Fine. if you can't eat like you know five veggies five servings of veggies every day you can have one <laughs> that's yeah. better than nothing you know
1: yeah I think, I think it's so beautiful that actually you know all our backgrounds and as well as the conversation we're talking about today is so relevant to one another and again i go back to that analogy of you know the drainage kind of thing so i get getting stuck <laughs> Same thing with the environment We don't want to wait Till it's too late And then people are like Oh shit How do we reverse this Instead of thinking Of how to reverse An illness Or how to reverse Climate crisis Why don't we just Take the little steps now So that that won't happen So soon
2: Yeah Yeah.
1: Awesome
2: Cool (laughs) Okay cool I feel feel like Uh, I'm A sort of preacher here (laughs) 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 Everything I say Is so serious (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, no, it's not
2: yeah, no, it's, it's very
0: important It's a very important thing to talk about, I feel Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just doing it, uh, three of us But when it's out there, you know People will think And that's, that's really awesome Cool Um, I've got a question, Charlotte I think I'm very curious Because you wear multiple hats, right? I think I'm more curious to see How do you actually juggle all these things Without feeling so overwhelmed And at the same time, like,
2: what's your day like? You know, how's your... Like how do you juggle all this? Like what do you, you know, like, I see that eye rolling. <laughs> I know, I know, and I wanna
0: know what that eye rolling means.
1: Akira, I I don't know how to answer your question I no answers. Um okay, how do I do what I do, you know, and how do I do them all at the same time? I I would just say I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for I don't know, the forces of the universe, God, whatever it is that's allowing me to do what I do every single day. And the the whole idea that all these things have fallen into my plate and that they, in one way or another, are connected, are related. Um, I think, I, 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 I'm just thankful for the fact that these are my true passions and that they line up. And the, the very fact that they are my passions make it very easy to have them in my day-to-day. It makes it very easy to answer that email about what at 1am, which I know I shouldn't be doing, but because it's, so it's something that I, like I have the fire in me to do it. And so that's my drive. But what my day-to-day looks like, first of all, no two days are the same. I'm sure it's the same for both of you ladies, but also it's, um, it's jam-packed. It's very intense. And the crazy thing is, I'm slowly starting to realize that it's not the norm, that it doesn't need to be this way. I am a super high-functioning perfectionist. Uh, I'm aware of that. I'm trying to work around that to be a bit kinder to myself um, and to be kinder towards imperfection. Um, And I used to think that I need to take on every single job, that I need to answer every single email on the day itself, that I need to show up at 110% every single time, and that being busy is what I... Like, I cannot... I cannot say no, you know, I I need Mm. to accept this busyness because I cannot be complacent. I cannot be ungrateful. And then I just overwhelm myself. And I have had moments in the last two years where I've had like breakdowns or, you know, I just, I'm like burnout. And I have slowly been taking a few steps back and I'm telling myself, Charlotte, like take your time. You don't have to show up at 110% every time. And there are going to be people out there who are also like super high functioning perfectionists who are going to expect the same from me. And I have to tell myself that it's okay if I disappoint these people. It's okay if I lose certain jobs because I'm not like up to par or like I'm not meeting people at their standards because it's not that I have a low standard, but it's just that we are all functioning at different levels at different speeds and it's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... So, but again, I I am no, I'm saying all this because it's easier said than done. Uh, putting them to action is way harder, but again, I always go back to being very thankful for what I do and the opportunities that I have and being okay with myself. If I cannot fulfill all of them. Mm. Yeah. I think the grateful,
0: the grateful bit is super important. Just taking a step
1: back. Taking a step back. It's so hard, you know, especially when you're alone. Because then you're the one holding yourself accountable. And you know, sometimes yes. I have so many ideas. Like guys, if you look at my desk right now, I have like so many to-do lists, right? I'm like, I'm like a serial to-do lister. And like, I want to do so many things. And then I get upset with myself when I don't do them. And sometimes, because of the industry that I'm in, all, everyone is fighting for their voice to be heard on social mm. media or on stage mm. or whatever it is. And sometimes, like just two days ago, I felt this sense of like, am I doing enough? You know, mm-hmm. I keep thinking that I'm not doing enough and that I need to do more. But actually, every time, like most of the people that I speak to, they're like, What well, shall you doing a lot. Huh? And I'm like, really a lot? What am I doing? I feel like I'm not doing anything, you know, <laughs> because I'm so used to doing so much. And, and I need to be, I'm training myself to be okay about seeing someone do something that I'm not doing as well. Do you know what I mean? I feel like everyone feels if yeah, someone yeah. does something, everyone needs to do it too. Okay Or it's okay Um, To do something And not have to Talk about it Mm. Yeah Because we have Gotten into this culture Of everything you do You must say You know (laughs) But it's like No
2: (laughs) Just do it
0: in silence Actually you're right You're right You're you're actually really right Especially I think uh, We can speak about this For all three of us You know It's like You know We we, we do things And sometimes it's just like Oh my gosh Am I doing enough Like why, why am I not Why am I not Posting this shit out You know It's like Like Mm. It's 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 definitely something I, I feel you yeah.
2: yeah yeah it's just last week that I had a conversation with my partner and she says that you need to kind of like slow down because it's it's yeah I I I get I mean I think all three of us has that 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 mindset that and people do say you got you are juggling so much like yeah. but. Like like you, Charlotte, a lot, man. Like you know, there's yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god,
2: same man. <laughs> so it's like you know, and then yeah, I I, I we, we totally get what you mean. And sometimes you gotta kind of like take a step back. I think that's something that I still till today find it a bit hard. Like you say, it's easier said than done. It's it's just yeah. I think that's something that I think all three of us I guess gotta gotta. Do better I don't know As for me Yes I yeah. feel that I gotta do better Because yeah, I sometimes I'm falling sick Because I got so many things That I'm doing That I just gotta like You know Take a step back And again I cannot wait until I fall sick But you know But it mm-hmm. falls on you right Like a lot of things Falls on you And you if you If you if you don't If you're not The one doing it Then you know You, you know what I'm trying to say because Then who right Yeah that, Exactly right Yeah Oh <laughs> well, girl I feel you <laughs> and
1: you, and you know For people like us It will be Our partners that will have to tell us slow down yeah. and we have to slow down if not we're going to affect the relationships around us and that's something that I've really felt like yeah. I had a partner once tell me like Charlotte you are non-stop like when are you ever going to just like take a break and it's their way of telling me yo like am I even in your life anymore you know because <laughs> like I think if we don't care for ourselves we're not caring for our loved ones mm-hmm. as well And you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I don't know how you guys feel about doing, you know, your podcast channel. I guess it's a bit more chill. But when I was on the radio station and I had a daily podcast, I constantly felt like I needed to interview every single person in the whole world. (laughs) You know, like, like, like if one one interesting person I see on the street, I want to, I want to grab you that in, fuck you, you know. And I'm just telling you, chill out. Like, almost you know, it got to the point where every time I was meeting new people, I was keeping my feelings out. Like, this one's good for you. you You know what I mean? Or like, you just don't want to share this button story. Right? Interesting. Uh, oh my like, God. you need to check Sorry. out.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we we've got to take care of ourselves a bit more. Yeah. That's
0: true. We're speaking for all of us. It's okay. I
1: get it. Yeah, yeah all of us. Yeah. So do
0: you? So okay. do you have do you have a team? Like how? So you're doing everything by yourself,
1: Shannon? Okay. So um, I most, most things I I do by myself, but I made the decision last year to hire uh, an assistant on my team. Um, Actually, I call her, she's my teammate. I don't call her my assistant because she has been such great help to me. Um, So she, and, and, and she has a background in production as well. So she helps me with editing and things like that. And that's what was very important for me to get someone on my team that can do that. So I do have help in that sense, but you know, it's, The ideas, the the meeting with clients, you know, the 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 liaising, all still falls on my shoulders, and Mm. that you know that that's a stressful bit. But honestly, getting an like someone else on board on my team that can you know be my extra hands has been the best decision that I made for myself. And you know, I remember when I had to make that decision. It was my partner at that time that that suggested it to me. Like, oh, why don't you get an assistant? I'm like, me assistant? Who am I? (laughs) Like, what? And like, what? I got enough money to pay someone, is it? But I realized that the moment you open up your arms to something like that, like, the world will just provide for you. Yeah. You know? But if you are not open to growing and expanding, if you're too scared to do it, then you are going to only stay where you are. And I'm saying this as if like, you know, I do it every day in my life and that's part of me. No, it's not. I'm also saying this out loud so that I can remind myself that child, in order to grow, you need to break barriers. You need to you need to just like do things that you are
2: afraid of doing. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's 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 deep. Aquila, are I are go in sense, guys. <laughs> no 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 no. You're gonna <laughs> no we're gonna kinda of like ask you a few like um, fun questions. questions. <laughs> um, oh yay Yeah And we're gonna you know, We're gonna you know uh, Close up But these are the questions That we, we asked um, All our guests Is the standard local feed questions um they're, Well they're fun But they're a bit like You gotta kind of like Think deep about it's it deep. Like, deep Deep questions oh, Okay The oh, <laughs> <Okay. okay. laughs> okay. so definition of I, fun I is guys It's not exactly
0: fun But we call it fun Because you know Optimistic life <laughs> <laughs> Okay Okay You going to
2: shoot her the questions Yeah okay
0: Let's do this Um. Okay Charlotte mm-hmm. So you mentioned drive, like, you know, a uh, couple of times, like, you know, it's your drive, your passion and stuff, right? But really, what, what is your why? Like, why are you doing all this? Like, what is your drive to get up in the morning, specifically? Mm,
1: I realize that a lot of what I do actually comes back to sharing and helping people. Um, I feel that I have amassed an amount of education, you know, out of privilege, Uh, I've, I've had the privilege to go to school and educate myself on a topic that I'm passionate about, and I want to share this with the world. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel that that's, that's my why. When I see someone in need of, if I, if I feel that I can fill that gap that someone has in their life, that alone is fulfillment to me. Mm -hmm. So it's to share the education, share the, the, the knowledge that I have.
0: Awesome. Make me smile. And nothing I don't have. I
1: nothing I have all the knowledge in the world. I only know about food and health. That's all I know. <laughs> it so sense. likewise, That's I was a like, lot. I know to <laughs> like I, I believe in education. I'm I'm a strong uh, advocate for that. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Awesome, cool. All right. Um, what is something most people don't know about you that you're really proud of?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> something that people don't know about me, but that I'm proud of at the same time. You asked me to reveal a secret, you know It's mm-hmm. a very uh, egotistical
0: Yeah, but it's like somewhere. a it's like, it, sh- it should be like a bragging You got you got bragging rights for it Because you should yeah. be proud of it
1: Ha
2: Azula lah You see, I told you <laughs> No, this is <laughs> <are> like
0: <laughs> No, la, no, no, it's just um... so fun Come on Something
1: random But it's like two things that I must be proud of it. And then also like, I don't know, like... (laughs) Semi-proud. Okay, I mean, a lot of the things that I care about and that I talk about are quite unsexy, like health and sustainability. When I talk about sustainability, sometimes I keep a lot of the... More detailed information to myself because they are really like the super unsexy kind of things, and I only share them with people who really want to like truly, truly, truly be sustainable in their lives. And it's really things like, um, I don't know, how do I even? And 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 and, and I guess I will guard those as secrets, but secrets that I'm proud of because I know that I'm doing good in the world. Um, but like, oh my god, how do I even? <laughs> Why are you so hard? Why are you guys putting me on the spot? <laughs> okay, like oh, um, uh, like for example, in my toilet, like I'm, I I try to be as sustainable. I mean, as people to people as people conscious as I can in my in my toiletries. So like I use bar soap, um, and and sometimes like you know when bar soaps you used until they're very small, and again a lot of people they're like very small, like 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 very gross and disgusting. They just throw it away. I, like, amass all the small soaps into, like, bigger soap, and then I use it. It's a big girl. It's so cool. i <laughs> <cut> on of. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Azra, can
0: you relate? Do you do that too? Yeah, yeah
2: I do, I do. <laughs> oh, my God, you see? There's two ways. It's either do that or I'll put it in water and then just shake, 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 and then it was just like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, girl. This is
1: my, my experiment this week. So I'm using like a bar soap for my dishwashing. I don't use liquid detergent anymore. Yeah. And then the bar soap, and during the last, you know, few, like, yeah, during the last few, I mean, it's, it starts to break apart, lah. So now it's yeah. on these, now it's like these little craggy bits. And so I put it in a bowl, and I'm trying to mix it with water to see if I can use that water as like detergent liquid. Oh, well, my brother freaking hates me for it, lah. Because he's like, all these sustainability things that you do, then I need to like use them too, and like they're all so gross and ugly.
0: So funny. That should that should be something you should be proud of. It's not gross. Like, it's okay. Come on, ah, <laughs> not gross. it's
2: not gross at all. Okay,
0: awesome, cool. Okay. Um. Thanks for sharing that. Well, next one? What is your most humbling experience? Huh?
1: In what? In life? Yeah. <laughs> what? Really hard question. <laughs> like anything something that you makes you touch yeah. Like,
2: oh my god, I'm so <laughs> touched uh, hum-
1: Is it humbling yeah. about uh, something
2: I've done? Um, anything, it can be something that you've encountered You know, that changed uh, the way you feel the, the, Your perspective Your in most life, humbling experience, yeah. yeah, in life Not
1: in life, ah. oh, I need to go back like 20 odd years um, No, lah. I mean, I It, it, it's hard to pinpoint one thing, but mm-hmm. I, it, always, it, it was always a very touching experience when I see humanity come together for a certain cause. Um, and I think in the past four or five months, we've seen that quite a bit. You know, uh, recently, you know, the biggest talk has been about uh, racism. Previously, was about in Singapore how we deal with our migrant worker situation. Uh, and then, you know, talking about sustainability as well, you know, people are getting into this collective effort of seeing hey, how can I do better. Um, so it's, it's these experiences that make me very humble in that it gives me hope in the human race uh, because I think a lot of the time we, we forget how fragile life is and we forget what to put value in. I think pre-COVID, especially in Singapore, you know, everything was about materialistic items. What do you have? What can you show off? What can you, what's the next thing you can buy? But I think now a lot more people are looking inward and looking about how, looking into how they can be better human beings, what kind of transformations do they need to, to, to make to be the people that we need to become for this new world that we're going to live in. And I think it's a more conscious world. And I, it, it's very humbling for me to know that a lot of people that I wouldn't have otherwise thought would make these changes are making it and they're asking the right questions and they're putting themselves out there to really make the change wrong mm. and I think that's very humbling because I think it's very easy as human beings to just label people be so that "Oh, yeah. the person's rich and privileged and never cared about anything in their life they will never ever yeah. care but people change and you know I think it's, it's also up to us to be open to that mm. yeah for sure yeah. cool awesome I like
0: this part, right? Yeah. Because it makes you feel, like it makes feels, like it's the feels.
2: Yeah. yeah I don't know yeah, about yeah, you as well. Sure. <laughs> what, sorry? No, I <laughs> did not Yeah, no? I, did, I feel that's, that's the main reason to get to know you a bit more, to get the guests, yeah. I mean, to know the guests a bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Charlotte, this is a very morbid kind of question. But I love it because it's, it's like, you know, imagine it's your last day on earth and you're going to leave your wisdom behind. What are the mm-hmm. three... Truths or lessons that you would leave behind?
1: Hmm. Um, okay, I mean, a lot of this will have personal like uh, connections with them because they are things that I've struggled with in my life and that lessons, lessons that I've learned. Um, one is to not be so hard on yourself. I think um, as a human race, a lot of us want to be the best versions of ourselves which is good but a lot of people end up beating up themselves more than they are celebrating themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's also how I grew up and it's a change I want to make in my life to yeah not be so hard on myself Um, so that's one Uh, number two is man this is very very cliche but I really believe in it to never go to bed without ironing any Misunderstandings of people that matter mm-hmm. to you, um, and thirdly wow. is to connect. There is really beauty in connecting. I know that when you know when we start as young kids, as we go out into the workforce, we are told, "Oh, network, network, network." You know, see how people can help you in the future, mm-hmm. which is very true. But I think I I, I don't know. If you ladies agree with me, but in Singapore, I feel that in our culture, we don't have that. The innate sense of just speaking to people, like when we enter the lift, if you just say, Hey, hi, how are you to someone? Yeah. They didn't look at you like, hey, you know, but, um, there is beauty in connecting in that way. And just the other day, my brother told me that he was in this, li- eh, he was in the lift and this old auntie asked him, like, Hey, you know, um, are, are you still walking? And like, uh, I don't know. She asked him weird questions like, Are you still making money? How much money do you earn? You know, just, just the other day, my, my brother in, in like a few minutes befriended this old auntie. <laughs> and I think that it's so nice, you know. And mm. we we go about our everyday lives not thinking about the people in our peripheries. So but if you can just spare like one sentence, two sentences, to just ask about someone's day, you don't know what's going on in their lives, and it, you could actually make or break their day. Which is it's nice. So really connect,
2: constantly
1: awesome. yeah. connect with people. There's never there's never a bad conversation to have with someone.
0: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I think it's a, I, it, might, it might be an Asian thing, right? I feel. Because when I was in Australia, people just talk. like well, you know, yeah. you just talk.
1: If you're you in the supermarket also, you can talk to someone. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right. Uh, last one before we go into our five seconds of fun. <laughs> what is your definition of legacy? Your, your very own definition. Okay? Yeah. Your very own. What do you mean What do you think um, of anything
1: like think of legacy to leave a pl- I know, Again quite cliche But I truly Truly believe in this It's to leave a place Better like, to, to, to leave a place Better than How you have found it mm. To know that You have made A change
2: No matter how big Or small That is the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. a legacy A positive change Yeah I mean, I'm I'm gonna kind of like say it to acknowledge that I think you are creating your own kind of like legacy right now. In that sense, mm. yeah, because you're creating that impact. I mean, yeah, we I mean, we love what you do. Yeah, mm. I, I I I gotta stop. I think I've been making people cry. Yesterday, I just had like this conversation. Yes, yeah, i Zura, seriously. Man. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, <laughs> the with <laughs> yeah
0: she is, she is.
2: Um, no, but yeah i mean I, I just want to put it out there that i, pre- I mean we appreciate what you're doing i mean if, if someone doesn't say that enough to you we are here to say that we appreciate what you're doing it's awesome
1: that uh, I means that that really yeah. means a lot i so appreciate it and right back at you ladies i'm so happy and so proud of what both of you have been doing and you know if i can just take a second out I didn't even know Azura that you were behind this wilder, what sorry, Wilder, yeah. right? My yeah. friend. Like, yeah. And I was like, we don't want to put through and do together. I was like, no shit. I was like, wow, this girl is awesome. And then like, you know, when I thought about <laughs> you, I was like, how have I not known about this girl before? And I you know the first thing I told myself was like, shit, I wanna work with her. Like we like people like <laughs> oh, us God. Bands, and like have a louder voice. And and also because we look so different. This is what people need to see. People yeah, can't keep seeing the same kind of like you know cookie cutter kind of
2: <laughs> yeah, you know image. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay, we awesome. will touch on that at the end. Yeah, okay. we'll touch on that. <laughs> yeah, Icicles gonna gonna like share some fun questions with you. Okay, okay, yeah. five.
0: Okay, you have five seconds, Charlotte, to answer five questions. Okay, you cannot mm-hmm. think so much. This one is just literally just go. Okay. All right. The first one. Uh, what's your how do you say? Okay, wait. <laughs> I, I need to. What's your guiltiest pleasure when it comes to food? Five seconds. Oh, cookies and milk.
1: Oh, are you serious? Must dip inside one. Get half soft. That's, okay. that's
0: my guilty pleasure. Cool. But that was fast. <laughs> that was fast. Okay. Five seconds. What's hot on Netflix?
1: Ah, uh ooh. Um. The, this show I started watching. It's called Dear White People. Oh my god. Love it. Oh yeah. It's good. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Cool. All
1: right. It's so um, apt right I mean Yeah Okay If you've never done this Then you think about it If you
0: are going to be doing it What is the creepiest thing You'll say Or have said To a stranger
1: huh. I like your bra strap <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing, I have a thing. I love I like pretty bra straps
2: Oh my god You are creepy dude <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: okay. she the creepiest answer
2: you guys have heard I, mean, I uh, let like really yeah, it's, it's that's that's a bit Come on, Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay. okay. that's good. All right. Um, what's the first thing you do after circuit breaker ends, or you know, after life when life gets back to normal?
1: I really don't know because I don't know what like normal life would be. <laughs> um. Wow, well, I don't know. Uh. I wanna like be with my family and hug them yeah
2: cool are your family here are your family here? Uh,
1: who, um, <laughs> yes and no I live with okay I have three brothers I live with one of them uh, another is living I mean like in Singapore but with his wife and kids I have another brother that's in Australia uh, mm. my dad's in Malaysia and my mom's in Costa Rica so wow. yeah all over the place yeah, and honestly, yes. like I mean, just real talk. This whole time, I've just been talking to my mom and wondering, like, when's the next time can I see you? You know, mm-hmm. and really, as it is, I only see her once a year, and now can't even see her. Like, what the most of this year? So it kind of sucks, now
0: Okay, I feel you, girl. I do. <laughs> <laughs> my family's all over as well. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, so it's, it's not okay.
0: easy. Yeah. Um, what's What's your background? I'm I'm very curious. I should have asked like. You mean like, uh,
1: like, like racial background? Yeah, racial background. Ah. You know, I um, grew up. My mom. With, yeah. My mom's Chinese. My dad's French. Uh, I grew up in Singapore. Okay. Uh, I left when I was fifteen. To I studied in KL for three years, and then I lived in France for one year, and then the UK for four years, and then I came back.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's great.
0: Okay. All right, last question, okay. Um if you're stuck on an island, what would you bring with you? Five seconds.
1: <laughs> 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 no, you <laughs> gotta answer
2: it. Come on. <laughs> what will you bring with you? Uh,
1: Just one thing. Pen pen and paper. Okay, paper. I don't know. I mean I, I to, I,
2: I like to pen down my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. maybe it'll help because you know, being stuck in an aisle, it might drive you crazy, right? Just like kind of write your, journey, yeah. write your journey. Yeah. And then if it's paper, then I can maybe fold, you know, like maybe make games out of it. Maybe like, <laughs> yeah,
1: that game, huh? origami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game. What's going to happen to me next? <laughs> 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 okay, how, how old are you ladies
2: are we- <laughs> I was gonna ask I was
1: gonna ask <laughs> uh,
2: How old are you Yeah how old are you
1: 92
2: Wow I didn't know you're 90s kid
1: Okay okay I thought you <laughs> would be like
2: No no because of you Because you're so wise Like you're so wise You know Yeah Okay, okay know. I was actually reading I was reading about this The other day lah Like what? I mean I've
1: always been I've always gone out People tell me Oh you're such an old soul And then yeah. And then I I I heard a couple weeks ago when someone described themselves as an old soul, a few people in the community were like, Oh, it's it's very um it's as if you're like humble bragging by saying you're an old soul. I really don't know why. So I went to read up about it and okay. I mean I didn't really figure out that that, that side sort of things. But apparently people who um Identify as old souls tend to people who tend to be people who are more uh, empathetic. Like they tend to feel a lot more. They're very feeling people, mm-hmm. and that's why they can like connect with older people. And they don't like I, I don't connect very well with people of my age. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll, like it's just surface, you know. But I like to get the deep conversations, and I'm a very feeling person. Like I can watch a dance performance and I like, end up crying, kind of thing. So apparently, these are the people that are, you know. Identified as old souls And then come across okay. As being older Than they really are mm.
2: Yeah I mean I get that vibe From you so. Yeah mm. I do yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Awesome. Then, I, then Then I don't know If I'll be as, as young As you are 10 years now
2: Maybe
1: I'm <laughs> <younger>. <laughs> but older. I'm just gonna grow Exponentially older guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for support you they do.
1: Um, follow <laughs> me on my social media channels on on uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I also just released my website, thecharlottelee.com. But also, oh, cool. the biggest way you can support me is to send me messages uh, with feedback. I love feedback. Uh, mm. so let me know, you know, what I think I can do better. Talk more about, you know, sometimes we are stuck in our heads. We actually don't see the 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 lessons that we can share with other people. So. So you know, when people can engage me on that level, I'll be more than happy to. Yeah. Awesome! Cool. great! Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank you.
1: I'm I'm so I'm so 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 grateful for this conversation. Yeah, really awesome. Honestly, like this was uh, like the perfect midday break for me. <laughs>